Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. Don't miss the premiere of All American, starring Tay Diggs, Wednesday at 9, 8 central. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this has been a very big week for me. Weekend. <laughs> Weekend for me. The two most important moments of my life just happened. So what happened? <laughs> God, as... As we're talking, we're getting texts from Steven saying, LMAO, Diane Warren co-wrote Why Did You Do That? The best song in of history. She did. Of course she of course did. Of course she did. Okay, before we get there, Bobby had a big weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, so first of all, I got married on Saturday, which was big. Yeah. Um, Lindsay officiated, co-officiated, which was big. Second of all, more importantly, which is why we're here today, is that I'm not talking about my wedding. I mean, your wedding was, was beautiful and fine, but it really was hard to compare to seeing a star's <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I know, but you're not, though. I'm not. No, I am joking. It was. You are joking, but you're also. I'm not. I get it. But what's great about. No, no, no. But what's great about your wedding is that, uh, to me, in my mind, A Star is Born coming out and your wedding are intertwined. So, like. There, it's yeah. like this mm-hmm. beautiful like weekend that involved like seeing like the most beautiful movie and like having the most beautiful time at your wedding. Like it was, yeah. it was like one, like we sang the shallow at your wedding. Like it was the same event. It's all I ever wanted. It's all I ever wanted. It's true. It was it's great. True. So before the wedding, which you all don't care about, we saw A Star is Born. And so thus begins the final Bradley Cooper Presents A Podcast Segment is Born starring Lady Gaga. And we can confirm, starring Lady Gaga, not Stephanie Germanata. What did you think, Lindsay? You go. I mean... <laughs> I've prepared a speech for this moment. Open. Where do we begin? Where do we begin? Oh my god. I was a little worried going into it. It was hyped. You know, our friends wore shirts course, with their faces it. on them that subsequently went viral. Oh, they went so viral. They didn't even go like yeah, slightly viral. So all they of you who sent us photos viral. of our own friends wearing shirts, yes, we were there with them. We know them. <laughs> <laughs> they were at the wedding. Um, <laughs> it, it was funny to see like getting tweets like, did you see this? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> not only I was do, there. Yeah, not only do I see it, I, I live it. So we like sit down, it starts. I'm already like emotional wound up. But then I kind of had to ground myself like, okay, if this is not good, you have to be prepared exactly. to like say exactly. it's not good and like have mm-hmm. some like dignity, question Yeah, mark? and I think that's that's sort of what helped get me to a uh, a more grounded state. You know, <laughs> just like the, the, the realization that like, I'm not going to lie about this movie. You know, I was- No. I was- I was fully prepared to say I was disappointed or uh, it wasn't what I um, it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. I was ready to go that route. But fortunately, fortunately, I will say it wasn't what I expected at all. Really, it wasn't. It was a different kind of movie than I expected. Yes. And I also thought it was better than I expected because I had couched myself in kind of this fear Mm -hmm. that like, oh, it was going to be, you know, no movie is as good as you think it's going to be. And like movies that are often good take you by surprise. So like to know, to go into a movie being like, it's going to be fantastic is rare. It's usually the other way around. So it's like I'm sitting down. I'm ready to feel like excitement. But I didn't expect to feel like so thrilled about the extreme care and nuance that this film has. Like, yeah, it, it really no, does. like it really has like so many details. And now that I've been listening to the soundtrack like for you know 
72 hours on repeat, just like nonstop mm-hmm. listening to the soundtrack, which by the way has like so many more good songs on it than we're in the movie. Well, or like so many songs. small parts were in the movie, but then like the soundtrack has the full versions of them. And God bless Spotify because they allow you to listen to the soundtrack without the dialogue scenes. Not, the di- not that the dialogue scenes aren't wonderful, but they <laughs> sort of interrupt the flow of the music. So you don't necessarily want Dave Chappelle to break up hair, body, face, and why did you do that to me? Saying like, I'm worried about you. <laughs> but <laughs> like, the first time I'm actually worried about spoiling you. the film, which we're not like, there really is no, no way to spoil no, it because no. it's really like Taylor's oldest time. But uh, the what I meant when, by nuance was just like Bradley Cooper for all that we say about him, like in his like weird life. He's just like a weird guy to me, a weird celebrity to yeah, me. Yeah, he yeah. like directed the hell out of this. He really found ways to be subtle about things that are normally really hard to portray, Mm. which like having a pop star who is a pop star play a pop star is like really difficult because to her fans, we'll only see her as Lady Gaga. It's really hard to put her in a different light. And people who don't know her will only see her as Lady Gaga. But somehow Mm. in this film, her acting ability, his direction, the way that they wrote the songs from when she goes from like being, you know, her down old Italian self, Allie, whatever her original last name is, to like the superstar Allie is such a progression. The way that she sings the songs, the way that she acts, the way that she performs, it's like there's a huge difference between the two segments of the movie which is like pre-fame post-fame and I just like that's a really difficult thing to do and it's done really well it was especially impressive to me Bradley was the way that he dealt with time really well like it wasn't it wasn't jarring the the sort of the way that um what am I trying to say the speed changes in the movie so the first half of the movie chronicles like a pretty decent chunk of time but not much it's going at a slower pace you're allowed to like see them meet you get you, you make you let their the early stages of their, of their relationship breathe and then the second half is like beat 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 and somehow that wasn't that didn't feel rushed and it There's didn't only feel one hurried. montage i think and yet somehow not only is her career earned like the you know the kind of career they give her yeah but their love is earned their yeah. chemistry, which I don't even even think is the most amazing chemistry. I think that they both are doing a good but job But it's good acting. chemistry. And I didn't expect them to have chemistry, too. As much as I w- wanted to like this movie and knew I would like this movie in some way, I didn't expect to believe their relationship. And I believe their relationship. My only problem with the movie, one of a few nitpicky items, which we talked mm-hmm. about before, ended up being, what year is it? You know, what year is they it? very purposely talk, don't talk about pop culture, which I like. The only other pop star involved is Halsey. So that's weird, right? Because Halsey's there. So you're like, it's 2018. But you know, in a lot of movies like this, they'll have like her passing Beyonce in the hallway. Hey, Beyonce passing. You know, it's like mm-hmm. these moments where you have you have excuses to have these or, guest stars. They did or not that have manager that. character, that agent character would have been like, well, you'll know Beyonce. Like right. there was none of that. Right. There was no there was no forced uh, setting of time i loved that character by the way too oh well that was too that was that was great because he was he was kind of the only he was one of the only characters that was an extreme and you needed him to be but he wasn't a villain because he was saying things that made sense and i loved that because it this movie is so much less about stardom and so much more about addiction and trauma than what yeah. I expected, because that's what that's what the original Star is Born is about, is about, you know, it's about jealousy. It's about, you know, what happens when you become famous. This one mm-hmm. was really less about that to me. 
Mm-hmm. It was more about it was about the relationship. Story. Yeah, it was about the relationship. Yeah, and and it was it was definitely more about him. But again, of course, the Barbara one was more about Barbara because it was her movie. This one's more about him because it's him, his movie. That's why he was so passionate about it, which is not what I expected. But I will say, what was interesting about that villain character is that he was the only character who was. Um, he was sort of this nebulous sort of mashup of of a lot of people who probably exist. And if this were a true story, he would be the agent, the manager, the public. He was everyone rolled into one. Right. But he was the only character that was like that. Every other character was a very fully formed individual, and he he wasn't because they the movie didn't have the space for that many. But people. I also don't I also don't feel that we needed him to be fully formed because. He no, exactly. Was, he was saying the things that practically we were thinking. That so He you was know, saying the things that a lot of people would have been telling her, but right. they had to put it into one character. And also as a viewer, he was saying the things that I often was thinking with like this, like this kind of car crash situation where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, her career is crazy and like she's singing, you know, these crazy songs that don't sound like her. But if you want to be famous, then here's what you have to do. And if, and if you train you for weeks and weeks with dancers, don't just dismiss them before you go on stage because you feel like yeah. it, you know, like put in the hard work and then like reap the rewards if you want to like have this goal. It just felt like that cool. was like really well written in terms of not being this like weird evil villain that kind of came out of nowhere, said a rude thing and then left, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I still think one of the most impressive things to me about the movie, um, apart from something really interesting, like the all the drag stuff at the beginning, a lot of the, the opening of the movie takes place at a drag bar, like 15 minutes. Which is it, so well written, 15, by the which way. Which is great. And it was, he let him improv. And it was like all these things that Bradley let them do, he was like, no, I'm going to find Yeah, those drag queen drag jokes queens, were not Bradley's And pen. I'm just going to turn the camera on. Like he, he made a lot of these... Very important decisions that I feel like someone who really wasn't passionate about a project maybe wouldn't have made. Hmm. Um, and he gave people the time to to do these sorts of things. But what I was going to say is when – I don't think this is a spoiler. Stop me if it, if it is. But when Allie gets famous well, – we all know she's going to get famous. We all know she's going to get famous. But when she gets famous, like she has her first sort of big – I won't spoil this. She has her first sort of big national performance. And she sings the song, and it's the first time you as an audience member hear the song, which presumably in the universe in the movie is a hit. And that's why she was asked to do this. Which we'll get to and in a second, because this song and is the song, wild. And the song isn't good. And what's wild is... But it's also good. On the soundtrack, <laughs> as Lindsay, it's also sort of good. On the soundtrack, there are better songs. Like, it's like, there are better pop songs that, like, would have been more enjoyable as an audience member of A Star Is Born to hear. But... They didn't use them, and I think, and I was talking to Josh about this uh, over the weekend, and he was like, I think you're giving the movie too much credit. And I was like, I don't think I am. And I think that choice was extremely deliberate. That's not, it was like, you, we are, have to, you are not giving the movie too much credit. That is 100%. To, it, these decisions where it was like, we're going to kind of make her sort of pathetic, and we're going to make her sing these songs that are the lesser versions of well, he, uh, you know, Ali as he, a pop singer. He says her lyrics back to her. That was one of the most hurtful parts where yeah, he comes where back to like, her and says, oh, like that stupid song, like talking about like someone's ass or whatever. Like, of course, this song's iconic, whatever. I can't wait to hear it at the club. But in the movie, <laughs> in the movie, it's because it's there's so much context around it. You see her performing on SNL. The outfits are weird. There's something kind of off about the way that she looks. The whole movie, there's something off about the way that her character dresses as a pop star, which I thought was incredible because, again, if she had just dressed like a pop star that was popular today in the fashion that is deemed fashionable, she would have looked like Lady Gaga. That would have been really distracting. She's not Lady Gaga. And that's what I expected. You expected her to be a a, a, a stronger parallel to Lady Gaga, like Lady Gaga turning into her 
herself, but it absolutely I mean, is I not that. I mean, I leaned over to Stephen Avalos a few times and was like, what is she wearing? But then realized like, no, it's genius. Like she's dressing <laughs> it like- really is. Like she's dressing like trash because like this is, this pop star is like, there's something up. Like she's not authentic and that's the whole point that they're trying to make. And I don't Which think- is what makes the end of the movie so powerful. I mean, the end of the movie is powerful for a, a host of reasons. I mean, but, the song, but fuck. The song, the song is great, but like the, the second stage of evolution- that she reaches at the end of the movie is incredibly powerful and I was not expecting that. I mean, we don't you know? know we don't know what she goes on to do like it's funny because it's but like you have a, it, you it have a sense this, this stripped down song yes. this Whitney Houston-esque bodyguard song that everyone very correctly compares it to I Will Always Love You it definitely does sound like that oh, but it's like it perfect. Was, it's perfect it won't I have a hard time thinking like which one will get nominated aka which one will win because either of those will win if it gets nominated yeah if they get nominated, I think it's still going to be The Shallow. I was talking about this with Richard. He was like, the the ballad is great, but like, honestly, how can you beat The Shallow? And that's true. Yeah. Because it is and like- And they want Bradley the, to sing. They want Bradley up yeah. there. It's the center of the movie. And shout out, you just shouted out Richard, but shout out to Richard for writing a review that really gets at what I think my main problem with the way that people are receiving it is. What is the difference between a film that has camp elements, elements of campiness, and just um, very emotional, right? Uh, Richard wrote that in his initial um, review that he wrote a while ago, kind of just about how a lot of people are going to see this as camp because it has all the elements of camp. It has songs. It has Lady Gaga. It has drag queens. It has these these things. But he, it has melodrama. His argument, yeah. which was also you know really like just just a smart argument to make, was that can we just have an emotional movie be emotional and well done? Mm-hmm. You know, can we have a movie make us cry and not be camp? And it's like, I agree with that because I'm fighting left and right with people being like, you know, like it's very campy, it's, it's camp. very corny, it's very cheesy. And it's like, I just don't think it is. I think it's too well done. I This is the argument that I've been making, which is, have you you know, if you've seen Country Strong, right? The, the mm-hmm. Nashville version of this, which is where Gwyneth Paltrow sings a bunch of, bunch of songs and then dies. It's like, Sorry, spoiler alert, she dies. That movie, the acting is bad. The songs are very bad. And it's campy. And I loved it. I love that movie. But it's campy. I know that. Like, that's, you know, this is not that, I don't think. The quality is too good. There's too much. And and especially whenever you dig into to Bradley's past and Bradley's, like, struggles with addiction, it's like, no, he, he was making something, like, deeply personal here. Right. It's true. Whatever. Um, and also, so you should read Richard on this. You should read Kyle Buchanan on this. Um, In the New York Times. Who also who also wrote a, at length about um, his his struggle with people identifying this at, at camp when he found it, you know, kind of exactly the opposite. But um, I think the only time, I mean, I gasped a few times in this movie. <laughs> Very, like, genuine gasps. I think this is going to sound so stupid. The way the title comes on the screen is like it's great gorgeous it's great it's gorgeous and it's like oh and it's and it sets up the tone so well like it, i i i can't remember the last time like a, a title treatment was so indicative of like everything to follow where it was like a very sp- specific creative choice like we're gonna do the title right now we're gonna do it just like this and we're gonna do it with this happening on screen Don't like you think i was, it was like also, this is great it was also like a super nice throwback to judy garland didn't it feel very yeah. kind of classic film? it felt old it felt classic it felt old. Uh, it felt you know old. it was missing the little like the like motion picture logo you know at I mean? the bottom, yeah. but it had everything but that, you know? There was also a great Barbara. The All of it felt very the Barbara, the nose thing that kept coming back and back. Yeah, the bathtub. Like she, 
they, they it paid respects to its elders. We all know that the original Star Is Born movies were not that good. So to to take from them what is special and to leave what was kind of bad. Yeah, good movie. See it. I'm gonna see it again. Meanwhile, I gotta see it again, again too. I I'm thrilled. Um. Also, the song "Hair Body Face." Hair Body Face <laughs> on the um soundtrack, which is very briefly in the movie, but I don't even think you catch it. It's yeah. a terrible concept of a song, but one of the best bangers from the soundtrack. <laughs> Love it. It's definitely, it's like a, it's a fame monster seaside. Seaside, <laughs> you know, like, seaside, truly. And it's a fame monster seaside and it, it is and such a, pulsing with life. Uh, we just talked 20 minutes about that. Yeah, great. Ugh. Now that we've talked 20 minutes about A Star is Born, let's talk about Troy and Belisario and Patrick J. Adams welcoming their first child together. I don't care. You don't? No. <laughs> I mean, I care for the reason you pointed out, which is that her, his caption was, the world just got eight pounds heavier. <laughs> Does Patrick know that weight doesn't just like suddenly start existing once it was born? The weight existed while it was in your wife's like body. No, it's honestly perfect. It's so non, it's the most nonsense way to, to describe giving birth. Is it for the most part, like everything on the planet is already here? Like the world isn't really fluctuating in, in terms of size? I mean, unless somebody literally kind of what's appeared out of like full, out of like thin air. First of all, I don't know science. Okay, ask Nar- <laughs> ask ask Nary Oxman or whatever. I don't know. Okay, I just feel like roughly like I just barring weather events and weird astronomical events, we're sort of within the same uh, range of a pretty easily identifiable range of like weight on the Earth's crust. All the time. Isn't that just how matter works? Like mass works? If an asteroid like landed on our Earth, the Earth. Yeah, that changes it. Or if like just rain count or snow. Well, yeah, because it's, that's what I'm saying. That's all like cyclical. It's like as when it's, when it's vapor, it's not counting for the mass that's like weighing on the crust. We're asking for someone to call and correct us about this. And like, oh, you don't know anything about like preservation of mass. But I, I just, that's the craziest. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. The world just got eight pounds heavier. So the world, what a weird way of saying that you you are now a daddy. Is pounds heavier. <laughs> Going to the McDonald's drive-through and then the person handing you handing you the bag, being like, "You just got a quarter pound heavier." Or something. <laughs> it's crazy. Congratulations. Sort of. I don't know. Or like me. Oh no. You know what? It's more. You know what? It's more. What? Um. Uh. Similar to. This is a better. This is a better comparison. Sure. 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 If I go have my quarter pounder with cheese, then. Six hours later, take a dump, and then I write, the world just got a quarter pound heavier. That's what it's like. <laughs> that is crazy. That's me being okay. Patrick J. Adams. So you should Instagram that next time you do so. So that so <laughs> you could call <laughs> you could say that Troy and Belisario and Patrick J. Adams welcomed their child, but you know who was not welcome? Meghan Markle's sister Samantha. When she tried to visit Kensington Palace and like drop mm-hmm. off a letter, it was very weird. Um and guess what? She's up to her old tricks because she's up to her old tricks, but like they're new tricks. She's she's pulling out some new tricks, but her old tricks in that she called the co- she called the photographers before she did a new trick. Oh, you know? this is the oldest trick in the book for her. I mean, these photos are clear as day. It looks like the photographer, you know, was just right in front of them holding. Yeah, you know, no lens, no zoom, no lens. zoom. There's no zoom on these. Hey, Sammy, you here? Sammy's here. Smiles. She tried to hand them the thing. They said they didn't want to give her the thing. Then when they didn't get into Kensington Palace, 
Did they let? Did they take the letter from her? They did. I don't. It, there's a photo of him handing this guard the letter. My favorite thing is there's a commenter that says, "I would like to point out these photos are not of Kensington Palace gates, but of from Kensington Palace Gardens, a very expensive and private street where several embassies uh, and the mega wealthy live. Hence, why there is police presence. I know that area. The actual gates of Kensington Palace are the next street along and are patrolled with armed police, where she would have been arrested on the spot if she showed up and created a scene. <laughs> so basically, they're saying like this was all for show this was, of it was for show then they went to some mask store it was just a gift shop like a gift shop or whatever but they were selling masks of harry and megan and, guess and probably what? the queen she fuddled around with one there are really good photos of her holding it up to her face well they're she's holding the harry one up to her she face she is despicable never forget the photos of her father searching how to what is england or whatever castles of england yeah. or something whatever he the was history doing. of england but like a history of england book that was, you know, meant for the child of Troy and Belisario and Patrick J. Adams. Like, of, of <laughs> a book meant for toddlers. You know what I will say? What? Riverdale's Camilla Mendez and Charles Milton are dating. You don't say. I will say. You don't, you don't You know say. how we know? Because Just Jared said. No, because Camilla, 24, posted a photo with Charles, 27, on Instagram. And the picture shows Charles planting a kiss on Camilla. And Camilla captioned the photo with, quote, mine. Wow. Well, that says it all, doesn't it? What else is there to say? These two. He plays, I don't know. Who's he? <laughs> Do you know? I watched the show. I don't know. Is he the one who replaced the guy? No, that's another guy. No. Is he, he the one replace. who's friends with Courtney Love, not friends with? No, that's the other guy. She, I know, is Veronica. He, She's Veronica. He, I'm unsure. He's, He's someone. When you type in Charles M, the, the suggestion is Charles Manson. Um, <laughs> he is Reggie. Reggie. Oh, that's a big character. He's Reggie. Yeah, I know. He's a big character. He's Reggie. Okay. Speaking of, did you know uh, Gina Gershon's joining the class of French Riverdale? <laughs> no, but I love that. I love her so much. Speaking of the CW, let's do some talking. <laughs> Lindsay, what show are you excited about this week? I mean, as you know, I love sports. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like watching sports. I just like the concept of yeah. sports. And I like when when TV shows and movies do sports in the small amount of time and tell me exactly what's going on via other visual yeah. cues, you know? Yeah. I hate watching sports, but I like watching things about but sports. But I like the high I like the high drama and intensity of sports. So I do like mm-hmm. when they're in other pieces that I can fully understand. Yeah. What do I love? Friday Night Lights. What do I love? Field of Dreams. What do I love? Uh what's the what's the basketball? Hoosiers. Who, Losers? You do? Yeah, it's a good movie. Okay. But what I'm saying is, I love those movies about those sports, but I do not like watching those real sports. Right. It's, kind of like, a fun, it's like a fantasy. Sometimes I watch those movies, I'm like, oh, D2 Mighty Ducks loved it, or like Little Giants loved <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. And then I think, I'm like, oh, I maybe would like real sports. Like, oh, I should go watch like the sport that this show does. And then I try and I'm like, what? No, absolutely not. Why I, did I think hate this? this. <laughs> Which is what we're saying is, All American is a new sports show on the CW. But and we love it because we don't have to play the sport. No, it, or watch the sport. I mean, it's, or the, watch the, it's sport. the best version of the sport. So take your favorite, like, let's say we got the OC, welcome to the OC, bitch, plus Friday Night Lights. Um, what's a Friday Night Lights catchphrase? Uh, uh, call, call clear hearts, something can't lose. Wow, you already forgot it? <laughs> clear hearts? Full hearts. Full hearts? Full hearts, clear full eyes. Full hearts, clear, clear eyes, eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Is That's probably wrong, eyes? but it's close. It sounds like clear hearts. <laughs> queer hearts? Full guys <laughs> can't lose. Oh my god! If it was queer hearts, full guys, we would. So take take the OC, add in a dash of Friday Night Lights, and you've got All American, new show on CW that we're pumped about. But then you then you sprinkle in a whole lot of Tay Diggs. Oh yeah, That's it's like All American. It's like what's missing here, Tay Diggs. So basically, 
you want to like talk about the plot, kind of where we start in All American? A little bit. In case a little bit. Are but curious. Give them a taste. We're convinced it'll become a Demi show. Number one, because it's so easily described, and because it reminds us of two very Demi shows. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. basically, it's like this kid. He's like a hotshot football player, but he's at like a bad public school. And then Tay Diggs works as a coach for like the good public school in LA at Beverly High School. Is that what it is? And he's like, hey, I want you to come play for my team because I think you're the best and I want the best for you. And I was like you growing up. And if you come to Beverly, like your life is set and you'll probably be in the NBA. But then what NFL. happens to like from a kid from like the other side of the tracks, quote unquote, comes to like the rich school. Yeah. And everyone's like, we hate you. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we hate you so immediately. So there's immediately tension, which is great. It's very um, uh, Ben. What's his name? Ben. McKenzie. It's very Ryan. Ben McKenzie. It's very Ben McKenzie. Shows up at the OC and everyone's like, "Ew, gross." So same thing happens, but meanwhile, Tay Diggs is like, "I want the best for you." Tay Diggs ha- is like also very rich and like has a family and. You don't really know what his intentions are. I don't, personally. No, you definitely don't because it's Tay Diggs and, like, you never know. There's something sneaky going on and I'm not sure what it is. It's true. Um, for those of you who don't know who Tay Diggs is, what's wrong with you? Uh, he is, he's iconic. Uh, it's true. Number one, because he was once married to Adina Menzel. They're no longer married, right? Didn't they break up? They divorced, yes. They divorced, uh, a.k.a. Adele Dazim. Number two, because he follows you on Twitter. Doesn't he follow everyone on Twitter? That was like the thing about him for a while. Like somebody was just following all these people on his Twitter and Instagram accounts as like some sort of social media thing. But then it became like a worldwide phenomenon where everyone was like, oh, Tay Diggs follows me on Twitter. Oh, Tay Diggs follows me on Twitter. <laughs> and then they asked Tay Diggs and he was like, oh, I didn't know I was doing that, but cool. I have a list of his whoiest roles and his demiest roles. Tell me if you agree. Okay. His whoiest roles, House on Haunted Hill. Sure. Right? The Way of the Gun. Ryan Felipe was in that. Like, who cares? I don't remember that. Malibu's Most, Wa- Malibu's Most Wanted. Didn't who's see in that? that? Uh, Jamie, Jamie Kennedy. Equilibrium. Could never even heard of that. Who he's, in with, who he's in with Lucy Liu. She comes back later. Baggage Claim, which I think, didn't I see that with you? Loved Baggage Claim. Maybe. With Paula Patton. It's Huey, but I loved it so much. And I remember being like, this is a perfect rom-com. It is a perfect rom-com. Then his Demius roles. This is undeniable. Sure. Rent. Don't forget. He debuted in Rent. Yeah, he was in the, he was original he was Rent. the original Rent, and, and he was, was in the movie. movie. How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Amazing. One of it, probably his He's best why role. Stella Got Her Groove Back. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in terms of like full look, like just his most iconic look. His full look, yeah. We love a full look. Go. I'm not a huge Go fan. I know a lot of people are, aren't Katie you? Holmes. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. Ally McBeal. Duh. He had like an arc on Ally McBeal. Huge. Best Man and Best Man Holiday. We talk about Best Man Holiday all Ugh, the time. I love Best Man Holiday. Um, it's Who Weekly Canon. And then, most recently, Set It Up. Set It Up. A great rom-com. Very sweet. We talked about it at length a while ago. So those are probably the demiest. Am I missing anything? No, but let's talk about some of in the newer of the newer Who's uh, maybe will okay. become Thems who are in this show. Okay. Well, my favorite thing, I'm going to start. My favorite thing is Daniel Ezra. He's the main guy. So he's the kid who's like, I'm from this other school yes. and I'm going to come to this school. He's really good at football. He's a whom, which is fun. He's British. He hasn't been in many things. He's like very new because, again, these are playing high, these are actors playing high these school. These are newer students, people. So not, these are newer big. people. No, lot, not Disney people. Newer people. Do you recognize the next person? I don't. Her name's Samantha Logan. I know she's from Boston, but I don't know her. And she was on the Fosters. And I also don't know her <laughs> from that either. But I'm happy that she's here. Karima Westbrook. She plays, I think, Daniel's mother, and she was in Save the Last Dance. I mean, the next person on the list you have is Jordan Belfi, who you claim was an entourage, but like, what was he an entourage? I have no idea. I don't know. That's why he's a who. Okay, great. Look at his face. If you look at his face, you'd be like, oh, that guy, he was an entourage. I I saw him, and I was like, he was an entourage. Okay, that's incredible. Right. That's really sad that you can do that. That's a bad game that mm-hmm. you that you can <laughs> excel at. A new game. Look at someone and say yes or no whether, whether they or not were they were an entourage. entourage. 
But if they were an entourage, you're supposed to go, oh, yeah. Okay, I have to cut you off. So the next person, though, is like a big person to younger people, maybe not to us, like a who, like a who to us, but like I think of them mm-hmm. to a lot of kids because it's this guy named Cody Christian who was in Teen Wolf and Pretty Little Liars, which I feel like if you're in Teen Wolf and Pretty Little Liars, you're like, that's the like Venn diagram of like being extremely famous to a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's like, isn't he one of the asshole kids in it? Yeah, he's I think like, so. Go back to your high school. Breezy, she plays his like old best friend who's still at the other school. Yeah. So she's sort of like a moral center. Yeah, she was she was on um Empire. Yeah, she's like, don't forget your past. Yeah, she's from she's from Empire. You'll recognize her immediately. I think that's those those are all the people. All right. Are you gonna watch this? I am. I mean I watched the I watched the pilot they gave us and I'm just ready to keep going. Check out All American coming this Wednesday on the CW, October 10th at 9-8 Central. This is really stupid. And, you know, we like, because we we talk about the same people over and over again. That's fine. That's expected. That's expected. There are some people who just are, deliver a bounty every week. And sometimes their stories continue. We need to just update you guys. But we don't like talking about entirely old who's for an entire episode. We need to pepper in new who's. And so one of today's new who's um, is someone named Sally Bush. Sully Bush. Sully. Excuse me. Sully Bush. Sully Bush. We've never talked about her. She's sort of an overlooked member of the Bush family, as in, yes, the political Bushes, George H.W., George W., Barbara. What's her name? <laughs> Laura? Laura Bush Loren? Yes. Laura Lauren? Laura Lauren. Lauren um, Lauren. Sully, Sully is connected to George H.W. Bush, the elder Bush, Poppy Bush. She's not the niece. She's not a sister. She is the service dog. <laughs> Sally H.W. Bush. Sully. Her Stop calling Sully. her Sally. <laughs> Sally. Sally Bush is just a better name. <laughs> Dog's so, name, Sully a Bush, dog named Sally is weird. It's Sully Bush. S- Sully Bush, yes, is a very sweet dog. She is a service dog. She keeps her owner safe and comforted. But even though she's a service dog whose entire reason for being is to help others, she's a bit of a troublemaker. And let me tell you why. Yeah, she's got a Sully big mouth, that's Sully Bush. Has got a big-ass mouth, that bitch. So she... <laughs> she Bitch used correctly. Thank you. <laughs> she revealed she revealed some kind of private news on her Instagram account over the weekend. Oh, she has um, an Instagram account? She has hit Sully H.W. Bush. <laughs> no one knew that Barbara Bush was getting married to actor Craig Coyne on Sunday at the Bush family manor in what? Kenny Bunkport. But guess what? Sully revealed this wedding was happening or at least hinted at it when no one knew that Barbara Bush was getting married on Sunday. And so she sort of doxed it. So the, Sully. So the dog... Yeah, the, the dog, dog revealed. If you had been following Sully, you would have known before the general public. Sully is on the fast track to becoming a social media star. He already has his own Instagram page, Sully H.W. Bush. So, you know, apparently the New York Times figured found out Nary, about Nary Oxman. Meanwhile, I've been over here talking about Nary Oxman for years. No, I got flags that say Nary Oxman on them. I wave them outside my window sometimes, just so people don't forget. Whenever anyone mentions science, I'm like, oh, you mean Nary Oxman? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, she's just a science person I know. And it, I don't know her. I just know of at the, her. At the wedding, someone someone was like, what do you do? And I was like, well, you know, um, I'm not a scientist like Nary Oxman. I'm just a writer and podcaster. <laughs> no one did that at your own wedding. No one did that. At no your own wedding. <laughs> well, I'm no scientist like Nary Oxman. Imagine that being an answer to a question. Nary Oxman, MIT 
uh, why, are we, why are we talking about her? She works at MIT. She's a scientist. She was once rumored to have been dating Brad Pitt. That was this big thing for a while. It was really funny because the tabloids like didn't know what she did, one, and also like could not deal with like her existence, too, right? Now, because they were like, remember, because she had beauty and brains and everyone was and shook. Bra- oh, my God. She, had, she was the original beauty and brains. She was one of the first beauty and brains. Let's yeah. not lie. Was she number one? She still has beauty and brains. This does not take away from that. She maybe okay, was not dating Bradley Pitt. <laughs> She's got the three Bs. She's got beauty brains and bullshit because the New York Times, bless their hearts, they're late to the party here, but also because they're in New York Times, they did a little more digging. They came with the facts is what I was going to say. They came with the facts. And the thing about Neri Oxman is the more facts you learn, the less you actually know because they approached her job way more seriously than, you know, the likes of Us Weekly and People. And in doing so, made her job even more confounding. It's completely ridiculous what they say about her in this in this piece. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a question, though? So they, so what? she says, um, they say, uh, this past spring, Brad Pitt also reached out in a visit to the media lab that inflamed the internet. They are not dating. Dr. Oxman said that emphatically. Her real world boyfriend is William A. Ackman, the contrarian hedge funder. I didn't click that, but it is linked. Uh, what does that mean? What's a contrarian hedge funder? Anyways, he lives I in have Manhattan. I no idea. He's rich. He's rich. <laughs> Some rich guy. Um, Bobby really got a kick out of this article because... It doesn't make any sense. Let me read this. Yeah. A caption of some sort of... I don't know. It looks like... It looks like a honeycomb. I don't know. It looks like a honeycomb. It's this very organic material that's glowing, but I can't tell if it's, you know, emitting the light on its own accord or if there's a light in there. But the caption is, Material ecology, which is her specialty. I don't know what that means. Material ecology marries the technological advances of computational design, synthetic biology, and 3D printing to produce startling-looking multifunctional structures like these sheaves of chitin, a compostable material derived from shrimp shells. In the foreground, silkworms are spinning on tiny platforms. It's like, what? I feel uncomfortable when people ask what I do, and I'm like, oh, I have a worthless job. How in the hell does she keep a straight face? Because what is this? What is this? I don't know. I'm this no, other line. Again, I'm no Nary Oxman. I have no idea what <laughs> is going on here, ever. This other this other thing, but it's like, it's like, oh, they have they serve so many purposes. But then the article's like, they're art, they're art, they're art. They're so beautiful. But then it says, wait for this. Hmm. Um, The bacteria, she says, is known as the workhorse of synthetic biology, which basically means you can make it do anything. Okay, that, what the, it can do anything. Charismatic and epigrammatic, Dr. Oxman speaks as if in capital letters and long, enticing musical paragraphs. Again, New York Times cannot deal with a smart woman. What does it mean to design a living object, she says. How do we accommodate for dimensional mismatches between environmental constraints, light, load, da-da-da, and the material? How do you have a single material system that is multifunctional, that is not made of parts, and that are very then that can vary I'm over so space and time for different die. conditions. Can you make architecture that behaves like a tree? And it says yes, as it turns out, as she explained in her charismatic 2015 TED Talk, TED Talk, which now has over 2 million views. The following year, Bjork came calling. That's where I sign out of this story. <laughs> That's like yeah. where I like no. close the tab. Right, because like, you finally understand a word and you're like, not a, not something I'm in the journey. This is not my yeah, journey. The word is Bjork. Um, the word is Bjork. Remember, also, when, Bjork, this, remember when, when Bjork explained how a TV works? That's Neri Oxman explaining how everything works. So you become hypnotized. So all that's on TV, it just goes directly into your brain and you stop judging if it's right or not. So you just swallow and swallow. This is what an Icelandic poet told me once. And I became so scared to television that I always got headaches when I watched it. But then later on, 
When I got my Danish book on television, I stopped being afraid because I, I read the truth. And that's um, the scientific truth, which is much better. You shouldn't let poets lie to you. Okay, here's want to hear where I tuned out of the article, where I stopped yes, reading? Yes, tell me. She also had some fun with the paparazzi stocked out in front of the media lab. As she left work during that pit period, she made sure to brandish a copy of the Fame and Lectures, a famous physics textbook, and the Golden Record, the audio time capsule, in the form of an LP, otherwise known as an album or record, thank you, New York Times, that went to Mars in 1977. And it's a versive plug for team science. Quote, the Golden oh. Record beats the caviar quilted flat bag on any given day. I don't know which, I guess the bag that she normally carries, she says. Toting the ultimate message to moon was my message in a bottle to the paparazzi. I, I, just, that's, I can't stand I was her. like, all right, all right, Nary Oxen. This is what happens when, this is what happens to someone's personality when for their entire life, they are told by every other person on the street, you have beauty and brains. <laughs> oh, you are so beautiful, but you're so smart. And then she's like, well, I'm so beautiful and I'm so smart. And I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say nonsense. Has, you and know, people are just going to think I'm so smart. Hair, body, face. <laughs> beauty, brains, science. Wait, I don't know what the last one would be. <laughs> like, hair, beauty, brains. I think it's hair, hair beauty, brains. Be still hair. <laughs> yeah, because she's got hair. She does have hair. Beauty, brains. You know who else? Um, you know who else got married this weekend aside from you and um, apparently a Bush? Well, a thirty-three, <laughs> a thirty-four-year-old cheetah alum tied the knot with cheetah girl alum. Love. Oh, she, she's not just a cheetah. She's a cheetah girl. She tied the knot with longtime love Jordan Lundberg. Um, what's interesting is they got married at Wayne Newton's home. That is why you couldn't get married at Wayne Newton's home because it was <laughs> booked because the cheetah girl was getting married there because they appeared on Dancing with the Stars together. What's really even more interesting than the facts you gave me is the fact that you didn't even give that cheetah girl's name because you don't know it. And I guarantee you, you don't remember who it is. You just pasted in the the lead of the story. I have no idea what her name is. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Like, as if... I saw you try to, like, sneak this story in without even giving this girl's name. What's her name? I don't know. Oh, so, because I didn't link it, we'll never know. I'm not finding it. Are you trying to search, like, cheetah girl married? I typed in cheetah girl married. (laughs) Sabrina Bryan. Great. Did oh, I don't even recognize this cheetah girl. <laughs> She's not the no- ones I know, which are one, which is what's her face? <laughs> I mean, Raven? No. Oh, I know her too. I'm talking about uh, Bailon. Adrian Bailon. Was she a cheetah girl? Searching. Name of cheetah girls. Cheetah girls' names. I hear you typing. What are you searching? Cheetah girls were Raven Simone, Adrian Bailon, <laughs> Sabrina Bryan. Can you name number three? Number four. No. We got Raven right. We got Adrian right. I w- no. Sabrina Bryan, we did Jessica, not know, but we got Jessica, her. Jessica, Stacy, Alexa, Marion. Can't do this again. Keely. Oh, she was in 3LW. Keely Williams. She's the girl with the lisp from 3LW. Promises, promises. Yeah, exactly. Okay, wow. I'm getting a little tired of you broken promises, promises. Looking at your pages, seeing different numbers and numbers. We knew that, but didn't know it. Let's move on. We're getting mixed messages here. And once again, I want to point out that just a number of weeks ago, just a couple of weeks ago, what did we say? We see Dakota and Chris, Dakota Johnson and Chris Martin are in it to win it. They're in it for the long haul. We expected them to get married. But guess what we got before we got a marriage? We got a gender reveal. Okay, so this came via TMZ alert. Alert said Chris Martin, Dakota Johnson are having a baby, comma, Mm -hmm. star-studded gender reveal party. So that's like wild because that's so much news, right? We didn't know they were getting married. We don't know they were engaged. We don't know they were pregnant. We don't know anything. Meanwhile, we know that they're having a boy, apparently, according to TMZ. Uh 
According to the balloons. So this is what their evidence was. They said pink, blue and pink balloons were tied down in arches as their celeb friends arrived. So, right, Dakota's folks came. That's Melanie and Dawn. Uh, along Julia Roberts with is Sean there. Sean Penn and Julia Roberts. And the guy from Shameless, for some reason. Unsure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then... About 10 minutes after Dawn got there, because he was last, says TMZ, I don't know, the string of blue balloons was released into the sky. So everyone's saying, like, from what I've seen in terms of gender reveal parties, it's a boy, because that's what happens. To be fair, there's a lot of different rules for these gender reveal parties. I hate all of them. They're they're very silly, these parties. Sorry, no offense to anyone who's had one. But they're crazy, you know? Pop a balloon. So TMZ. Shoot a gun. TMZ calls it. Yeah. Cut a cake. I don't know. Make something explode. Yeah. <laughs> Point is, TMZ said it was a gender reveal party and that it's blue, which means she's probably giving birth to a boy at some point in the future. Then just Jared comes out of the left field and is like, I have a correction. It's not a gender reveal party. Our sources, who knew just Jared had sources and not just access to photo streams? Just Jared's sources tell them that it was just a birthday party and not a gender reveal party. Presumably Dakota Johnson's birthday because she she just turned like... Her birthday was a couple days ago. I want to reiterate this just happened, like literally like an hour ago. So this is as of Monday, October 8th at 4 p.m. These are the two reports we have, TMZ with the uh, truth about a bit gender reveal party and just Jared with the press release about it not being a gender reveal party, it being a birthday party. Meanwhile, pink and blue balloons. I saw these balloons in a photo. Those are not birthday balloons. You don't get pink and blues and you don't. They wouldn't be so let tie up go. in the sky. You don't let go of one specific color. It's not like at just a, a flurry of random balloons was was let go, like some blues and some pinks. All It was deliberate. All the blues were let go and they went into the sky. That's what happens with a gender reveal party. Also, these people, these people, speaking of our dwindling natural resources, these people need to stop using helium for balloons because we need them for MRIs. Okay, are you done? I'm done. So, okay. Back to this story. Do you believe TMZ or just Jared? What do you think? I believe TMZ. It's true. I believe, like. Can you imagine not believing TMZ over just Jared? Who sent? Also, you know who, what? Like, you know what I think. Do you think they rushed sent Jared you know the I, press release like to deny it as quickly sh- as possible? You know why I think that this is true? Why? This is a stupid. I, this is a stupid reason. But let's sure. just bear with sure, me for sure, a second. Sure, 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 sure. The reason I believe that it's a gender reveal party is that. Think of the timing. Who just got married? Oh, I know. We cut it from our last episode. Don't worry. You'll Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Falchuk just got married, which means they're on their honeymoon right now, which means they're not in town, which is a perfect time to have a gender reveal party. as every time. When the ex isn't here. As every tabloid reported, uh, Chris did not go to that wedding. It only had like four people at it. One was like Jerry Seinfeld and his wife. So they were like, where's Chris Martin during this wedding? Everyone was like, he's at some concert. Of charity concert. A charity concert. So now it's like, oh, where is Gwyneth during this baby reveal party? Oh, honeymoon. she's on her honeymoon. So leave her alone. Dakota was like, let's wait until they're, you know, in Ibiza or something. Right. I just like. I believe it. I, I, believe, I believe it too. It. I believe it too. I mean, I think knowing what's happening. She, she's been so busy. Like in terms of just like, I'm not going to. She just finished. She just. She's about to release two big fall movies, Suspiria and Bad Times at the El Royale. She probably just filmed a billion movies in a row, and she finally is done with the press tour. She's like, okay, I can, I can, I have the time to be pregnant right now. Love when you find the time to be pregnant. Anyway, God, so, that whole fucking wacky family. It's I don't, so wacky. Watching um, Sean Penn and Melanie Griffith in paparazzi photos just hang out in front of a car was a wild ride for me. Watching Julie Roberts <laughs> carry a like a stack of... 
of of Ziploc freezer bags filled with God knows what into this thing. Like, what did Julia Roberts bake? I think they were cookies. Bobby earlier was just like, oh my, this photo of Julia Roberts carrying Ziploc bags? (laughs) Gigantic freezer bags. If Julia Roberts came into my house with gigantic freezer bags filled with baked goods like beautiful looking cookies i would not eat them yeah i would i would put them in the freezer and i'd like send them to a lab for testing because i would be like what is she trying to do here okay relax this is not like aaron brockovich opposite of aaron brockovich um so it's time for rita no it's not we need to we need to do one more thing did you see k michelle's instagram I saw K. Michelle's Instagram. K. Michelle. This better be a viral ad for the Ring doorbell because I'm going to buy one. This is an amazing Instagram. I sort of, I hope it's an ad for Ring doorbell. read it? Because this makes me want to Ring doorbell so bad. I'm not, just, just enjoy this caption. Go watch it because this doesn't work without the visual. Here we go. K. Michelle. K. Michelle Music. I don't know who this lady is that keeps ringing my doorbell every day. We don't want none of what you're selling. I had to be the voice of reason. She didn't know I could speak to her wherever I'm at from my phone because that's what the ring does. I don't play about privacy at my house. Do not disrespect my house, little Bo Peep. That's so good. (laughs) Don't come back either. Crying, laughing, crying, laughing, crying, laughing. Hashtag fab. Thank God for the ring security doorbell. (laughs) I, I know when there is... Any motion on my property, crying, laughing, 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 crying, laughing. I'm not mad though. I was playing with her. I was in tears laughing. She didn't know where that voice was coming from. What does K Michelle yell at this woman who is loitering, no soliciting? Get the fuck off my porch! Get your ass off this motherfucking porch, bitch! K Michelle, we haven't even talked about her, but she's like one of our favorites. Well, she's great because. She's a former love and hip hop person who actually had good music. So before Cardi B, the the, the musical success story from love and hip hop was K. Michelle, but then Cardi B eclipsed her very quickly and yeah, sort of like yeah, K. Yeah. Michelle got left in the wind. Um, it's K. Michelle's like an R and B singer, has a beautiful voice, um, sort of has a very classic. Uh, she's very candid about it, but has this sort of classic. Uh, they loved my voice. It's very it's very Allie Maine from Star is Born, oh, honestly. Wow. No, she's a she she's a, great, a beautiful voice. She's a She's a beautiful voice, great, but it's like every people kept dicking her over. She has great songs, but it's like she just kept being told like this isn't right about you. This isn't right about you. This isn't right about you. Then she released a few amazing bops. Actually her recent album is great. I think we talked about it maybe on the podcast that came out this year. Her best song is Vsop. An amazing song. Oh, love um, <laughs> She's very open about another great thing about Kim Michelle. She's very open about all the plastic surgery she's had, all the plastic surgery she's had reversed. Um, she got four surgeries to remove her butt implants. One of the first people to like talk about that. She, her Instagram yeah. is like 99% talk about my surgery and health. One uh, yeah. percent like doorbell antics. So like come for the <laughs> come for the sur- come for the doorbell antics. Stay for the surgery and health. <laughs> Get your ass off this motherfucking porch, bitch. Yes, and now it's time for Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Lindsay, what's she up to? Let me tell you, did you know that Rita Ora is the... (gasps) Rita Ora set a UK chart record for the most top 10 singles by a British female artist. Amazing. That's crazy. That's number one. She overtook um, Petula Clark of downtown fame. And behind uh, Rita and 
Shirley and Petula, Shirley Bassey and Petula Clark are Jess Glynn, uh, Olivia Newton-John, Emily Sande, and Dusty Springfield. <laughs> Dusty Springfield. And Dusty Springfield. It's great. She's number one. I know. Crazy. I think that's great. That's a real record. That's not a fake record. So we could say that people in England know who Rita is at this point. If they, yeah, don't, they don't, they don't listen to the radio, I guess. Yeah, they don't listen to BBC One or whatever. Um, Rita also, uh, she speaking of England and Rita, she signed some letter that was like warning against Brexit madness that Bob Geldof wrote. But I love oh, this. I love when she gets political. <laughs> but I love that like the, the headline, it's like all these celebrities signed this, co-signed this letter by Bob Geldof that he published in The Observer. Um, it includes like, like, Theresa May, Sheeran, you're, you're the worst. Cocker, basically like name British people, they signed this, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And the headline pulls out, this is a billboard, shout out billboard for pulling out the three names, Bob Geldof, Rita Ora, Ed Sheeran, as the top three most important people who signed this anti-Brexit, this Brexit madness That's great. That's letter. definitely, that's an Easter egg. Proud that's an Easter egg. Proud of her. She also posed for some magazine. She got top billing. She got billed over Ed Sheeran in that headline. Over The Clash, over Sting, over Neil Tennant. Brian Eno. Pink Floyd drummer Nick Mason. <laughs> She's a legend. She is. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Call us at 619-WHO-THEM. Um, leave a message. And as you know, we've been doing flashback episodes. So just because we don't play your call now, we might play it in nine months. Yeah, 12 well, somebody somebody's going on a little vacation. So uh, maybe coming up soon. Yeah, maybe coming up soon. And, uh, and I think with that, we're done. Please watch uh, The CW this fall. They're great. God, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And with that, we're done. So we will talk to you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will say that. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. Don't miss the premiere of All Americans starring Tay Diggs Wednesday at 9, 8 central.